Good morning. I can tell you that all over UU land, Unitarian Universalist ministers have been asking themselves and others, am I or are we going to preach about Mother's Day on Sunday? I know this because it's part of the discussion in the ministers' groups I belong to on Facebook. Some ministers are going to say a prayer and move on. Some will offer a chalice lighting about Mother's Day. Some are just going to acknowledge that yes, this is Mother's Day. And some will say nothing. One groaned, and yes, I could hear it, across the internet. He groaned and said, yes, I'm doing a Mother's Day homily, but not next year, not next year. I know some of my colleagues will be talking about the feminine or goddesses, thinking that at least that would satisfy the idea that Mother's Day is about women. While the consternation, you might ask, I think part of it is because no minister wants to be seen as stuck in a rut, not creative, or even worse, trite. Did you notice that on the front of your order of service it just says Mother's Day? Well, that's because Mother's Day isn't a happy day for everyone. And there are so many pitfalls a minister can get trapped in if they forget to mention the exceptions or what triggers pain. Mothers want and deserve acknowledgement. Then they have to hear about all the controversies in the sermon. Preaching on Mother's Day can be a really dicey proposition. And of course, sadness is associated with Mother's Day. If someone has lost their mother to death, if they did not enjoy a good relationship with their mother, if their birth mother was not able to keep them. There is sorrow when a child has died or had to be put up for adoption. Perhaps a woman cannot carry a baby to full term. Maybe the feelings of being a mother just don't develop as expected. Or someone is so overcome with depression or illness that they aren't able to care for their children. Yes. Indeed, there is much sorrow. And there was some sorrow for Anna Jarvis, who was first to organize a special commemorative day in the mid-1800s for her mother, Anna Reeve Jarvis, whom she greatly admired. In the 19th century, middle-class women saw themselves as a civilizing force, not only within their homes, but also as guardians of civility in the nation and fighters against the carnage of war and the loss of their sons to its violence. 
Anna Reeves Jarvis, the mother, was one of those who worked against the failures of society. Mother's Day became popular and Anna, the daughter, spent her life fighting against the commercialization and the politicization of Mother's Day and actually died in an asylum. In 1858, Anna Reeves Jarvis turned her special day into Mother's Work Day. No, there's no rest for mothers. That was in West Virginia. She was working to improve sanitation in Appalachia, and during the Civil War, she recruited women to help treat the wounded of both sides. A little more history here. So in, in 1878, Julia Ward Howe, who wrote the Battle Hymn of the Republic, proposed an annual Mother's Day for Peace. I'm going to read you just a little bit of her proclamation. It begins, Arise then, women of this day. Arise all women who have hearts, whether our baptism be that of water or of fire. Say firmly, we will not have great questions decided by irrelevant agencies. Okay, let's think about that for a minute. Irrelevant agencies, I think that was her nice way of saying men. <laughs> Our husbands shall not come to us reeking with carnage for caresses and applause. Our sons shall not be taken from us to unlearn all that we have been able to teach them of charity, mercy, and patience. And then it goes on and on in, in that vein. Thus, the thrust toward honoring the feminine ordinance of motherhood was supported by the congressional vote in 1913, and Mother's Day became a national holiday. Mother's Day, it's so gender specific. And when the first Mother's Day proclamation was made, it was most certainly focused on motherhood. In this century, Mother's Day is still commercialized, but it's not necessarily politicized, at least not in the same way that it was in the 18 and 1900s. Have you heard the term, mother is a verb, not a noun? Of course, that's not entirely accurate because obviously mother is a noun. But that phrase, mother is a verb, not a noun, leans into the sentiment of which I speak today. Feminist activist Gloria Steinem wrote, think about it, as a noun, Mother not only excludes half the human race, but it also limits by fertility and age and intention. In some societies, motherhood is honored only in marriage or only in giving birth to sons. Mother is a verb. And the intention with which it is used is expanding. Mothering has saved, smothered, healed, and hurt us all. Of course, we know that the qualities associated with mothering are not solely limited 
to the provenance of the feminine, and that males are quite capable of being as loving and nurturing as women. It isn't even appropriate necessarily to use the binary terms for gender. We should just say that people are capable of great love because there aren't necessarily words available to talk about men and women without using the binary. I'm going to have to go forth doing that. There is often a cost to the men who take on roles and traits supposedly associated with being a woman. In our patriarchal society, men are mocked, shunned, patronized, stigmatized, or reviled for being nurses or stay-at-home fathers. It's still happening. Gay men and transgender people may also be melancholy or in mourning about not being recognized as mothers or not being physically able to have a baby. When I was in seminary at Meadville Lombard, there was a question asked of each of us every session, who loved you into being here? Every session we would hear this. Who loved you into being here? But you know, isn't the real question, who loved you into being? Who swaddled you, fed and bathed you, nursed you when you had measles and chicken pox, backed you up when you were bullied or wrongly accused? Who waited for the tooth fairy? I understand that that's gone up from a nickel to like five bucks. So who, who is putting, who's helping the tooth fairy? Who loved you into being? Who hugged you when you missed the winning basket or helped you finished a science project, who talked to you about the facts of life, ate ice cream with you when you lost your first love, laughed at your jokes, who taught you right from wrong? This thing called mothering is a multifaceted gift that we honor and need in our lives. It's special and it's real not just to be celebrated the second Sunday of May. Mother's Day or maybe Mothering Day represents a kind of love and acceptance we need in our daily lives. Let's respect and appreciate those who mother and nourish us. To those who have loved us into being, let us say thank you every day of our lives. So may it be.